<clears throat> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beat the House with your host here, Justin Everett, episode 72. Uh, got a short and but great show to get out to you guys. Going to cover mainly a lot of NBA things that's happened over the week and weekend. Um, for instance, uh, the Detroit Pistons, they're setting, you know, records for all the wrong reasons. Uh, they lost their 27th straight game, you know, last night. Uh, so going to share some thoughts about that. Also, uh, failed to mention last week upon his return, but John Morant, uh, returns for the Memphis Grizzlies. And in his, uh, first week, he earns, uh, Western Conference Player of the Week. Um, so going to share some thoughts on, uh, John Morant's return to Memphis and, you know, some, uh, some out, uh, some future outcomes. Uh, that I think are worth, you know, you know, paying attention to, um, as well as, uh, NBA best bet, you know, here for Wednesday. You know, we're coming off a solid win, you know, last night for Tuesday. If you're following me on, a on, uh, Twitter or formerly known, uh, known as X right now. Um, so I've got an NBA best bet to get it, get out to for tonight in the, uh, uh, for tonight's card. So like I said, you know, mainly an NBA card here, uh, We'll have the, uh, official NFL, um, card and, you know, plays on Friday show, but, you know, now we're going to dig into some, to some NBA. Uh, but before we do, uh, just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, head over to Apple or Spotify, however you're li- listening and consuming the show. And, uh, do me a quick favor and just drop a, a quick rating, review, subscribe, uh, download and share the show here at Beat the House. We've been doing really well. Uh, especially for the month of December. We're looking to close it out profitable and make it, you know, uh, four straight months, you know, uh, in the green, you know, profitable closing out the year. So um, I do appreciate, you know, all the, all the mentions, all the follows, all the uh, retweets, all the sharing Uh, goes a long way with me. Definitely means a lot. And uh, five-star ratings are greatly appreciated. So with that, you know, being said, you know, let's get into the show here and let's start with the Detroit Pistons. As I mentioned them earlier in the preview, um, they lose their 27th, you know, straight game last night to the Brooklyn Nets, 118 to 112. They did get a, you know, really good performance from, from Kay Cunningham. He did everything that he could try to do, you know, last night with trying to end that losing streak by scoring more than 40 points, but uh, just wasn't enough. Um, and they come up short for a while there. It looked like they was going to win the game, you know, uh, different parts of the game. They were up by as much as six, as much as eight points early and late in the ball game, but, you know, just weren't able to get it done. So, uh, it doesn't get, you know, much, you know, easier for the Pistons coming up here. Um, you know, the next five games, they're facing the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, uh, do have, they might have a chance, you know, to get, uh, to end the streak here against the Utah Jazz. Uh, they had a chance, uh, before a few games ago, uh, where the Utah Jazz were up against a really bad scheduling spot on the second end of a back to back, the third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights while missing a lot of key guys out of their rotation and still weren't able to get the win there. But you know, hopefully they can get it, you know, uh, the second go around facing Utah. And then they also face, you know, the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. So, um, you know, this is obviously one of the worst teams 
if not the worst team in the league uh, for this season. You know, they have the second worst record against the spread here. So even though they, you know, have the worst straight up record, there's still no, um, there's still no, you know, sensible plays to back them against the spread as they're not staying within the numbers that they're getting. Uh, I played the Pistons against the spread a couple of times. Uh, maybe one time that sticks out. It was when they were getting about seven and a half or eight points at home against the Lakers team that was struggling and the Lakers just went in there and, uh, it was a get right game for them. Turn it out to be in. There was pretty much, uh, winning and covering the game from start to finish. And I never looked at back in Detroit, you know, uh, again. Uh, but like I said, they have the second worst record against the spread and they have an average margin of victory of, uh, uh, Minus 11 and a half. So they're losing games by, you know, on average, you know, double digits. So this is definitely, um, you know, on pace to be one of the worst teams, you know, in the league. Um, you know, their last win, you know, dates back to October 28th. And that was the third day of the season, uh, which is pretty insane to figure to, to realize that, you know, they haven't won a game since the third day of the season. Um, and it doesn't get much easier. You know, they have the, uh, 52 games left in the season. They have the fourth hardest remaining strength of schedule. So, um, just an overall, just, just an overall bad look for Detroit as this is one of the, you know, one of the franchises that has a, a rich, you know, history uh, and tradition. You know, if you look at the, the bad boy Pistons and how successful they were, you know, back in the, uh, the eighties era, you know, with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, you know, Dennis Rodman and Rick Mahorn, Bill Lambert, all those guys, uh, how success, how much, how successful they were for a lot of years. And then the, uh, the new era version of the pit, bad boy Pistons with Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince. You know, uh, Lindsey Hunter and that crew there beating the, beating the Kobe and Shaq, you know, uh, Lakers and, and in the net era in the, uh, finals there. Um, and this team or not only this team, but over the last few years, uh, resembles nothing like that. And I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, they're trying to do, um, everything that they can to, to get a competitive, team on the floor, especially in a, you know, city like Detroit that has such a, a rich, you know, basketball, uh, tradition there. So hopefully they can turn it around. It won't be anytime soon. I don't think though on pace or setting a new NBA record for all the wrong reasons. They're losing 27 straight games. So let's move over to the other topic at hand. You know, I don't know how I failed to mention this last week, but you know, when John Morant's return to the Grizzlies, uh, has uplifted, you know, this team, you know, before his return, they were six and 19, you know, out of the, um, out of the play in race and this team just looked lifeless and hopeless. Um, they're a different, you know, team from a, a being a, a, a roster construction base other than just John Morant, you know, missing the first 25 games. They're, uh, traded away, you know, the, the best backup point guard in the league. And Tyus Jones. Um, but also, uh, Dylan Brooks who's moved on to the Houston Rockets, obviously. And, you know, he was, um, 
like a, a confidence staple, um, a solid veteran in the locker room, even though he had some of his antics. Um, but they were just a bad team with no hope uh, going, you know, nowhere fast. And, you know, John Morant returns and he's obviously one of the best young players in the league, one of the young faces in the league. And um, in his week that he returned, they went 3-0. and uh, He earns player of the week. He's averaging 28 points, five rebounds, nine assists on 50% shooting from the field. Uh, not that great from three yet, but, you know, that's something that uh, he, he doesn't really, you know, rely too much on as um, pretty much nobody can, can stop or contain him in transition or in the half court, you know, when he uh, decides to get in the basket, get in the lane, whether it's finishing at the rim or, you know, dropping that uh, that teardrop floater, you know, uh, over bigs, you know, to still get buckets. So uh, he's done that for uh, a couple of times in his return, you know, for some game winners and things like that. So, um, and like I said, you know, since his return is, he's one player of the week and went three and oh, the Grizzlies went three and oh last week. They went again last night, uh, uh, beating the Pelicans again, you know, for the second time within a, a week, week and a half span there. Um, they, you know, win outright as an underdog in every game that he's returned. Um, the line has moved against them. So I think the market here will adjust to the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, pretty soon, you know, with jaw on the floor. But, you know, without him, you know, overall for the season, you know, Memphis had the seventh worst overall net rating at minus five. But in his four games that he, that, that he has been back, you know, they have the eighth best, you know, overall net rating at plus five and a uh, plus 5.1. So he's pretty much near a, a 10 point uh, difference when it comes to their net rating. And to me, you know, that's MVP type stuff. Um, I don't think that he'll be in the MVP race, you know, given where the Memphis Grizzlies are currently at right now, um, the 11th or 12th spot. Uh, but I do think that they'll have a chance to, to make the playoffs through the play-in. Um, they're just, uh, you know, five games out of the 10 spot and I believe seven games out of the seven spot, you know, for, you know, a play in position, um, this season, he's worth about four and a half points to the line, which is about a 1.7 point increase from his overall career, uh, value to the, to the line, um, you know, in Memphis, you know, the next three games, you know, it'll be a pretty tough test. They'll play the Denver Nuggets, um, the L.A. Clippers, who've gotten things on the right track, as well as the Sacramento Kings, who's coming off of a, a bad loss to the Portland Trailblazers, you know, last night. Um, but it won't be an easy task for Memphis, you know, to get, you know, in a, some type of playoff or play-in contention. You know, 53 games left in their season. They have the seventh hardest remaining strength of schedule, but as we've seen with Jaw on the floor, you know, they're tough. They're competitive. He brings, you know, um, the, uh, the ability to score in the paint, to, to score in transition. And when you just look at this team now, you know, they have height, but they have hope and, uh, he's breathed, you know, life into this team. You know, they, uh, the, the bench is, uh, cheering out of control as they should. You know, as they're in, you know, a lot of these games, I haven't haven't lost a game since he's returned, and 
Um, they have been a, a top three seed over the last couple of years. So they have that pedigree, you know, to pass up some of the teams that they're currently behind here and, and get back into some uh, uh, play-in or playoff contention. There's, like I said, there's a lot of a lot of season left, and I believe that they have the ability to do it now with Ja, you know, in the lineup there. You know, they have, you know, uh, it's a different team from the last couple of years, but uh, the, the core is there with uh, Ja now returning, Desmond Bain, who's been great the last couple of years. And, um, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, um, you know, he's a, a plus player for them on the floor. And, you know, they, you know, without Tyus Jones, but they replace him with Marcus Smart, who's a very good veteran. Um, that he, he wasn't able to be the piece to help the Celtics get over the hump, but, you know, he's still a very, uh, impactful player, you know, especially for, you know, a team like Memphis who can, use his voice and his leadership um, in the locker room on and off the floor. So, um, you know, that's something that stood out to me. But let's move over to the card here for Wednesday. <clears throat> Pretty light card, you know, with only six games, but still managed to find the best bet uh, out of this card. Uh, some solid matchups here. Uh, they got a few teams that are on the second end of a back-to-back -back when you look at, you know, the Raptors taking on the Wizards there. Um, <clears throat> kind of lean towards the Raptors, but they are, you know, one of the worst, you know, teams uh, when it comes to defending the three-point line. So uh, not really strong enough there for me to 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 back the Raptors. Have the Bucks taking on the Nets. Uh, the Nets on the second end of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, the Bucks have a dominant and a uh, um, offense. Uh, I think the Nets, you know, have a type of offense to keep up with them on their home floor, but. Just a lean for me, uh, Suns and Rockets. Rockets are on the second end of a back-to-back -back as they lost outright, you know, last night to the Indiana Pacers as a three-point home favorite. They may be looking to, you know, get back on track, but there's maybe some some locker room uh, issues going on. Uh, Jalen Green, he was benched for much of, if not all, the fourth quarter, um, you know, last night and uh, sent out a cryptic tweet you know, implying that, uh, you know, he's frustrated with how things are going for him in Houston as of late. You know, maybe the game of the night, uh, the Knicks and Thunder. Thunder are also on the second end of a back-to-back. Shea Gilligas-Alexander having another 30-plus point game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the best uh, defense in the game. So it was a pretty good matchup to watch uh, SGA go up against Anthony Edwards. Uh, Thunder prevailed in that game, but um, lean towards the Thunder there. You know, my numbers call for them, uh, as a 5.25, uh, favorite, but, um, I haven't had much luck with backing teams on the second end of a back to back. So just a lean for me there. Uh, Cavs and Mavs, they get, will get together. Uh, Luca put on the show on Christmas, uh, dropping a 50 piece and becoming the second youngest player in NBA history to score 10,000 points only behind Michael Jordan. Um, so it'll be interesting to see this matchup. The Cavs, they haven't really you know, lived up to expectations uh, this year so far. They're dealing with some injuries. They'll be without two key starters in Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Uh, also, Donovan Mitchell is questionable. He's been dealing with some uh, illnesses or whatever the case may be. So not much coming out of the game, you know, for me for that one. But I'm going to take, uh, take my talents to the matchup between 
the 76ers and the Orlando Magic, and I'm going to take the Sixers. Now, I played this overnight when I was getting, when you were able to get three points. The number right now is currently sitting at two across the board with the Sixers getting a couple of points, but I would still, uh, I would still play the Sixers uh, if I were you. Uh, you know, my numbers call for the Sixers to be the favorite uh, at 1.24 points, even without the big fella Joel Embiid in the middle. Um, I think they get a, a a win here as an as a dog. Um, now I was back in you know the Sixers on Christmas Day, and uh, they came up short. You know Tyrese Maxey didn't have a great game. He shot only four from twenty from the field, but I think he bounces back and has a great game here. Uh, the Magic are one of the uh, are a slightly below average team defending the three, and. Uh, over the last 10 games, you know, the Sixers have the sixth best effective field goal percentage. So I think uh, uh, Maxi bounces back with a better performance from there. And compared to Orlando, like I said, uh, not only do they not defend the three well over the last 10 games, but they rank 15th in opponent effective field goal percentage as well. So I'm a back Philly here uh, to get the win outright. I don't think we'll need the points, um, but, uh, but I did play this overnight at plus three. So. Now that'll wrap up the show. Just a quick one for the uh, for Hump Day here. Like I said, the Friday card have the official NFL uh, uh, Week 17 plays of the week, as well as some more NBA action. So I wish you guys best of luck. Appreciate you tuning in, and I will catch up with you on Friday.